This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Some news about John Morant, and it's not great because the Washington Post published an article yesterday talking about a number of run-ins that he has had with police since last summer, run-ins that were not previously reported. In one, the head of security at a Memphis mall accused Morant of threatening him, said a member of his entourage pushed him in the head, and then four days later, a 17-year-old boy came out, went to police, and said that he was playing a pickup game at John Morant's house and that Morant punched him. John Morant came back and said, yeah, and this teenager came out and threatened me. Teenager said, well, John Morant waved a gun at me, so there's a lot of back and forth here. Now, no one has been charged here. Morant's agent calls the allegations, quote, unsubstantiated rumors and gossip. Grizzlies won't comment. Nothing has happened here, but I think when we hear the stories about, I remember, what was it, of John Morant's crew pointing a laser at someone in the parking (laughs) lot, and that was an issue. There's nothing to see here yet, but also I think when you see instances like this happen again and again and again, particularly when you're in a high-profile position, if you're John Morant, who's an incredible basketball player, has not been in trouble, it's just something that, when you're young and you have a lot of money and you're a high profile person, you sort of need to take stock to make sure that nothing like this gets out of control. This is why LeBron James is so impressive because he's rarely, I don't think he's ever been involved in something like this. And it needs to be restated that these are allegations. Like we don't know if this is true, but my biggest question is why is John Morant hanging out with these teenagers? I, I don't know. Like, how does a 17-year-old end up in your driveway playing a game of pickup basketball? I don't know how that goes down. Like, what at, – at, that, to me, that's part of the story here. How'd you meet this kid? What, you just drop by? I'm sure he lives in a gated neighborhood or a protected community. You just knock on your door. Like, how did a 17-year-old – and why would you take on a 17-year-old? I guess you're so competitive. Maybe this 17-year-old is popping off. I don't know what happened. But when you have both sides saying, yeah, a gun was waved, like – that's on both sides. Like That's a path you don't want to go down. And John Rent has everything in front of him. So I would just say, like, I don't know what happened here. Again, like you said, it's just allegations, but you just have to be careful. And also on the flip side, there are people who are willing to come after you and willing to provoke you because they want something from you. Especially if you live in Memphis. Like that's yes. a place where you probably don't need to play around. But now the... The ref that he's getting is like fake gangster. Like people are making these TikToks of Ja Morant set to the soundtrack of Eight Mile, calling him like a a wannabe thug where he has like two parents that have a great marriage. Like he's went to a private school, but yet he's like trying to flash his gun around and act like he has some kind of street cred. So it's not a good look. Uh, and he certainly doesn't look, you know, hard because of, you know, yeah. him pushing around teenagers. So it's just, it's a weird story. Yeah, I think this is just, if you're giving John Moran advice, it's like, listen, man, forget about any sort of, any sort of facade that you're trying to put out there. You're a world-class athlete. You can win championships. You're a multimillionaire. Don't worry about what people think about you. Go out there and live your life, do your thing, and play basketball. Let's talk about basketball. Raptors at the Wizards tonight. Raptors laying a point and a half. Raptors minus 115. Wizards minus 105. Total is off the board. Chelsea, I'll make this quick. I don't have a strong play here. The Raptors are on my do not bet list. If I bet for them or against them, I always get burned. 
Kristaps Porzingis should be back for the Wizards tonight. They're at home. It's my hometown team or my home city team. Washington Moneyline would be my lane, but I do not have a strong lane here. Yeah, me neither. The Wizards and the Raptors are not two teams that I'm like dying to bet on. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Washington has been pretty solid as a favorite, though. Uh, let's see. No, they're not favorites. Uh, this game is close to being uh, a pick but it's not. I don't know. There's no angle. Like I said, these are two teams that I don't really want to trust. So uh, pass for me. Sorry, Canadians. Oh, don't worry, guys. <laughs> if you're a Canadian and you're like, uh, Jinx, you said you were going to do some We Raptors were waiting analysis. for this game. Don't worry. I'm going to make a hockey pick. <laughs> That's how I'm going to make it up to you. We'll talk hockey at the end of the show. So stick around for that. Only a little more than two hours to wait. Let's go to Dallas. 76ers at the Mavericks with the Mavericks laying two and a half. Mavs minus 150. Sixers plus 125 total off the board. Your only sabotage factor here is that this is the back end of a back-to-back for the Sixers. But Luka and Kyrie, one and four straight up in their last five games since they've played together or been brought together because of this trade. Mavs are the worst covering team in the NBA, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Take them at your own risk. I'll go 76ers. Right. I think the question is, how big does this point spread have to be for the angle of Dallas not covering at home to matter? Because it's not like Dallas is a bad team straight up at home. They're Mm -hmm. 20 and 12. They just sometimes have these huge numbers to cover. Like sometimes they'll be like seven or eight point favorites against some of these bad teams and they don't cover cover those spreads. So at what number would you feel comfortable laying it with the Mavericks? Or do you think the Sixers have a good chance to win this one outright? I absolutely think the Sixers can win this outright. No question. And Joel Embiid sat last night. So that's something else that works in your favor. Whereas, okay, back end of a back-to-back for the Sixers, but their best player is rested and ready to go. I expect a big night from him. I, It would have to be a... I mean, I I just don't like the Mavericks at all. I'm not willing to look at the Mavericks until I see more of a sample size with Luka and Kyrie because right now it's the same as it's always been. They look great on paper, but we haven't seen the results. Yeah, the fact that Joel Embiid sat last night means that the Sixers want to win this game. Like, they sat him Mm -hmm. for that reason. I know you can say something about his foot or whatever, but still, he's a big guy that... I feel like if anybody can claim load management, it's probably somebody of his stature that is so big. And we know that it can be a lot easier to get hurt when you're carrying that much load uh, on your legs. But still, you're right. I don't think I believe in the Mavs as a team. Kyrie Irving is a great scorer, but it just seems like a a Mavs team that doesn't have a whole lot other than Luka and Kyrie. And those two have not even worked that well together. Let's go out west, Chelsea. Clippers at the Warriors tonight. The Clippers are laying two and a half points. Clippers minus 150 in the money line. Warriors plus 125 total still awaiting to be posted at MGM. What are you thinking? Yeah, thank God. We're talking about a game that is actually good or is supposed to be <laughs> good. What do we make of the Warriors? Because, yes, they're missing Steph Curry, and there is a timetable on his return, which should boost the morale of this Golden State team. But in the meantime, Jordan Poole has been filling up the stat sheet. Uh, He is a a good scorer. Sometimes he's not super efficient, but he will go against a Clippers defense that's pretty solid. From a betting standpoint, the Clippers have not been good at covering uh, in the recent history. Two and six against the spread in their last eight games. Meanwhile, Golden State, four and two ATS in their last six. I kind of like Golden State here getting the points. 
I do too. They've gone five and four without Steph. 2011-1 against the number at home this season. By the way, I was reading the article about Steph's injury, and it said that he suffered, quote, partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and interosseous membrane. Like, what? Mm. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Talk to me like I'm a child. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that means. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.